to South by Southwest Podden, a podcast that covers South by Southwest, an innovation festival in Austin from a um, Swedish perspective. This is our fourth episode, and this is also the, I think, the fourth day of South by Southwest, which means that we're seeing less talks, less people, but we're getting ready for the music festival that starts in a couple of days. Um, and with me here today is a special guest that is based in Austin, Mark Fort. You're a music business consultant and you're currently working for the Texas Music Office. Uh, yes. Is uh, that correct? Th this is correct. Uh, first, I have to use a teeny bit of Swedish I know to, to say hello to your audience. Hey, hey. Oh, <laughs> to you everyone. Know, hey, hey. Uh, uh, and a few uh, other things. Um, but uh, yes, to answer your question, um, I've been working in the music business and different different jobs, different aspects for uh, 20, 25 years, and um, I've been working with the Texas Music Office for about uh, 12 years, and we're a division of the, the Office of the Governor, we're a state agency, and we are, our, our charter from the, the Texas legislature is to help develop the music industry in Texas, and also inform the Texas public and the music industry about the resources available for music production. Huh. So, so that goes from everything from from music education initiatives to um, helping uh, people start new music businesses, helping um, musicians think of their bands and their their art as as a business versus um, just it being a hobby. You know, if they want to um, become more professional, we help them with how to do that. And then, um, and then we're um, more recently we've been working on initiatives and programs with cities around Texas, um, trying to get them to uh, uh, become uh, music-friendly communities, which is essentially uh, a community that has infrastructure for music business. It has um, a person that works in city government that that is a liaison that works with our office to to help develop the music community and um, and yes just a, a list of kind of best practices that that we've gathered from from years of, of analyzing the industry these these best practices that can help uh, grow the, the music business in various cities around the state to my knowledge, I actually started thinking about like, do we actually have a music office in Stockholm? I'm not sure we actually have a centralized unit division for for music. I don't think so. I have ah. been very fortunate to to uh, travel to to Stockholm in Sweden yeah. uh, quite a lot uh, over the last five six years. And and uh, why is that? Um, that started out um, uh, really started out about five years ago, six years ago, attending um, the. Uh, live at Heart Fest, and then uh, in uh, Borlänge, and then um, speaking on a panel at uh, oh, excuse me, got that reverse. So actually, uh, when I first came to, to Stockholm in Sweden, it was at it was at uh, Peace and Love Fest, which uh, doesn't exist anymore. Right. And uh, saying Borlänge triggered that memory for me. Yes, it's yeah. Peace and Love Fest, um, which. It was an amazing festival, um, 
you know, it was up there as, as far as the talent they were booking was, you know, up there with the best in the world and um, was sad to see that go. But then later started going to um, Stockholm and working with people who were interested in um, cultural exchange and, and having businesses in Stockholm and businesses here in Austin and Texas collaborate and work together. And um, it, it was an organic um, business development relationship that just started with people, um, music, a couple of different music people, business people uh, meeting here in Austin at South by Southwest and saying, uh, wow, you're doing cool things in Stockholm. Uh, let's find a way to work together. Right. And so it kind of grew out of that. And you and I, we first got in touch uh, with each other because you attended um, Gather, which is an innovation festival that I'm part of building yes. uh, together with Jakob Grandin, who has sort of a, a similar role to yours, even if he's not working for, like officially for the government. Yes, yes. He is um, a nightlife and music entrepreneur who has been involved in sort of city planning, um, policy making, and, and well... Everything that you're working with as well. Absolutely. I, I, uh, Jakob, I, I call him the unofficial nightmare of Stockholm. Stockholm, exactly. Basically, right. I mean, yeah. he, he, uh, he is, he's, with the work he does with the, the venues and, and making that connection between, uh, uh, civic leaders and city and government and, and the people working on the ground, um, you know, is, he, the work he's doing and then with Gather and the work you're doing as well is um, is very similar to the to the work that, that we do trying to um, just trying to help grow the music economy and and you know in that music um, one of the great things is as as people in Stockholm very well know music intersects with with technology right. um, whether it's uh, Spotify, so now than ever. Spotify or yeah. uh, um, the other streaming companies, the... Um, the you mean Tidal? Yes, kind of like a, a street music streaming company that was um, also kind of focused on um, higher fidelity, higher quality um, uh, MP3s. And um, so in addition to all of the other great technology that is um, companies that are coming, that's coming out of Stockholm, that it also intersects with with music and so um, you know it's it's something that I think music business professionals need to be very aware of because that's that's the the future I mean um, so so yeah it's something that we watch and that um, attending gather for the first time last uh, last fall in um, Stockholm was was very illuminating for me to seeing the seeing the all the different um, thinkers and developers and futurists from around the world that that uh, were working on su such cool uh, innovative projects. I remember one of my favorite things at Gather was seeing a, a gentleman, I believe he was from Stockholm, but he, uh, and I can't remember his name, but he was working on, a, he had inserted a, um, like a chip under his skin, uh -huh. like, uh, so that when he was, was riding the, uh, not you probably don't call it a subway, but the uh, the uh, the not tunnel bana. What is what do you yeah, call it? The, so the tram or the something? Tram, yeah, yes. exactly. So he could with this chip under under his skin, uh, he could like instead of having a card you swipe, he yeah. just swipe his arm, okay. and um, it kind of blew my mind a little bit. Uh, yeah. 
in the fact, like the fact that he's becoming a cyborg. Of yes, sort. essentially, yeah. and you know, I don't know that that we'll all be doing that in the future, but the the technology that allows the, something like that to happen, you know, can develop other things. So, exactly. so, I, so I was really impressed by well, what was going on. Talking about sort of the intersection of music and tech, I actually have a friend who um, she's inserted. Um, like chips in her body that makes it possible to play music on her. Oh my god! Uh, she's really into music, so that's you know, we are becoming instruments yes. in a broader sense, wow. and not just using our voices. But you know, so it's pretty cool. Wow, that is that is cool. That yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah, it is. So, yeah, I would say the common one of the things that Gather and South by Southwest have in common is is the intersection like yes. to actually that we're exploring the intersection between lots of different topics and understanding that you know they're not isolated islands but connected um, in what way like you're actually attending South by Southwest as well right yes um, I you know it, it makes me feel really old to think about but I've uh, either played at as a musician or attended as a, a journalist covering it, or um, to my current job with the Texas Music Office, um, attended South by Southwest for yeah. for over 20 years now, and um, so uh, it's been interesting to see it grow and see the technology, the what they call the interactive component, see yeah. that part come on um, several years back. And so, how many years have you attended South by? Oh like, my gosh, uh, I don't, I can't, I don't. I guess I could do the math now, but it's uh, really since 19, since its second year, so oh, wow. since 1988. So, well, so it turned 25 last year, right? Yeah. Is that, uh, or 30. No, no 30, I, the, the actually. Film, film festival turned 25 this year. Oh, okay. Um, and so the first South by Southwest was in 87, yeah. I believe. Yes. So um, so I attended the second one, and... Um, and obviously it was much smaller, the city was much smaller, but um, it's, um, and this is something that's kind of interesting uh, to note because, um, you know, the DNA of, of Gather and South by Southwest is so similar, and so as, as uh, the South by Southwest conference and festival has grown so has the city yeah and i was going to ask you about that like why is it important for a city to host an event like south by southwest uh, that's you know that's an amazing question um it's well there's many reasons the the economic development factor alone is is undeniable and and um you know of course it's an inconvenience to the city a little bit in the way that you know you have to shut down some streets and and um uh adjust you know have more police officers and and have a make sure the public safety component is taken care of but then at the same time for every uh you know the the roi the the return on investment of of south by southwest is um is exponential so you know the they do an economic impact study every year and and you know over the last few years I mean actually each year South by Southwest brings in over I believe it's now up to over 300 million dollars to the the city of Austin's economy so that includes uh, uber drivers that's uh, the the pedicab people riding bicycles that's people working in hotels and restaurants and music venues that's um, uh, you know 
it's it's everything. I mean, it touches yeah. every aspect of, of the city's economy. So, um, you know, and, and now we have we have club owners. I um, was just um, attending a panel at South by Southwest where one of our, our coolest, best um, rock and roll, hip hop, electronic music clubs called uh, called the Mohawk. Their general manager Cody Cowan was saying that um, the South by Southwest can can bring in um, sometimes 30% of their annual revenue. So that's 30% of their annual revenue coming in in a period of 12 days. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think it, they're just that that statistic. And they're not, they're not unique that way. That's a lot of venues mm-hmm. and bars. So, um, you know, that statistic alone um, can show why a, a, um, a successful conference that becomes an international destination yeah. um, is such a good thing for, for the city. And how about branding? Like, you know, profiling Austin as an innovative city and... Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, that branding of, of Austin as a music city, as an as a innovative uh, city for technology and startups, you know, that continues throughout the year. So... Um, it, you know, it's it's been amazing to see the growth over the years. Where now, uh, 20 years ago, Austin wasn't like this, but because we um, and I, when I say we, I just mean the Austinites and the music community. Community, um, because we've branded Austin as not just the the live music capital of the world, but a city for for uh, open-minded, progressive people that. Um, you know that are friendly to to startups and new ideas because we branded the city that way. Now we have um, you know every company, not every company, but the major companies in Silicon Valley in California. They've all opened offices here and have uh, actually now huge um, divisions here, um, partially from that branding, partially because they. Their employees that um, are either right out of college or, or uh, just you know from around the world, they're they're international hires. Everyone, you know, it's like, would you rather live and work in this cool city with the, that's very progressive and open-minded and has great music, of this place like Austin, or we can send you to um, work in you know, no offense to any other American city, but let's just say. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Let's just say Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no offense, Jackson, but nine out of ten people, ten out of ten people, twelve out of ten people are going to choose <laughs> choose Austin oh, yeah. over uh, Jackson, Mississippi. So. Well, I guess people choose Austin over San Francisco nowadays as well at some point, like every now and then. That, that's well, that's San very true. Comes so expensive and and. That's very true. It's, it's funny you mention that because um, one of the things that at work, one of the projects that I actually most proud of working on recently was was helping a uh, vinyl record manufacturing plant decide to move their their business from San Francisco to Austin so it's a, a company called Gold Rush Vinyl and um, the founder woman named Karen Kelleher uh, actually had worked for Google uh-huh. and also worked as a band manager in her spare time and and kind of saw the resurgence of vinyl and was like, hey, I want to start this new vinyl manufacturing vinyl manufacturing plant. And so she was looking at 
the Bay Area, San Francisco, where she lived, or Austin. Um, she wanted a place that um, had built-in clients and lots of bands, and, and with both, both, both areas have. Uh, but um, our office was able to help sell her on the the um, the idea that her business would be successful here, and and it has been so far. And, and it's you know it's um, you know that was a a big win for us in the 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 brand of Austin and the opportunity of Austin and, and the work that Austin has done over the past 25 years, branding itself, um, all played into that her business's decision to move here. Cool, that's amazing. Well, so when it comes to South by Southwest, just, uh, just would like, love to hear you reflect on the talks that you listened to so far. Like, is there anything, any talks that are top of mind when it comes to like inspiring you and Sure. Um, so it's interesting. I, you know, when when many people are attending South by Southwest for the first time, especially from the music world, I always encourage them to come early and attend the interactive and film portion, mainly because a lot of the music business deals get done during interactive uh -huh. because um, because music is so connected to um, to technology and music apps and. And um, and then, as you as you've seen, being here, um, every major corporation in the world, from from SAS to um, Chase Manhattan Bank to uh, all the film studios uh, to all the tech uh, Silicon Valley companies, they all set up these major um, houses or activations. They people call them here, and and so. Uh, um, so yeah, it's been interesting. One of the some of the talks that I've seen this year that have that have really um, sparked my imagination were uh, there was one today on self-driving car self-driving uh -huh. cars. Google's oh yeah, the Waymo. Yes, yeah. the Waymo. Yes, there, exactly. The, I was there too. Okay, so yes, yeah. yeah, so that that talk was very inspiring. The fact that um, that uh, Elon Musk, who I also saw speak here just a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the Waymo um, self-driving car, the the president of that that company said, you know, that Elon Musk said that, um, you know, within uh, the next year and a half, um, so we should be seeing self-driving cars. Uh, obviously, not regularly in every city, but but we should be seeing them, and they should be operational. And 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 that talk kind of talked about how. Um, in one American city now that they are operational. Exactly. And they, and they so are, it's not a matter of 18 months. Yes, it's yes. Now. Yeah, right. so, um, and then, you know, they talked about how they, 10 years from now, um, they should be all over. Right. The self-driving cars and... Uh, and I like the fact that the CEO pointed out that they don't require cities. They don't ask cities to sort of make changes to the infrastructure, yes. but they design their self-driving cars to be able to operate in existing infrastructure, uh, which makes it all, you know, a lot easier for them to sell in the concept of self-driving cars. It doesn't stress the like the the policymakers as yes. much. Yes. Yes, that, that and that's that's hugely important. Um, you know, we I mean, in not just Texas, but all over, um, city, state, um, federal governments, um, 
have uh, you know ec economic um, uh, difficult economic choices to make you know versus like uh, education or you know feeding uh, underserved communities or different things so to be able to go into a uh, community and talk to the the policymakers and say you know we don't we're not asking for tax incentives we're not asking for anything we just um, we just want you to let us do what we do right. within the existing structure um, yeah that was a great point that that he made um, uh, gosh I saw so many things I saw a, a great uh, panel on by the creators of the the HBO television show Westworld yeah and um, uh, I know that's it's I'm sure that's probably on HBO Nordic uh -huh. I, I would guess yep and uh, it was about actually the marketing of that show and how they're using this experiential marketing. So like for South by Southwest this year, HBO uh, came up with the crazy idea to create an actual Westworld I know. city. Yeah, we have a town. couple of friends who actually attended it. And oh, okay. I wasn't able to yeah, and neither. I feel so me bad neither. about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I really <laughs> wanted to go, but... Uh, but I did watch video of other people out there, and so I yeah. kind of got the, the picture of how, how, what it was like. And, and um, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, the fact that in, the, in the, the marketing team of Westworld, they kind of talked about this in their South By panel, that you can get really creative in, in how to market a, a product, in, the, in their case, a television show, and, um, you know, with that creativity, you tap into people's emotions, and so you you build this uh, emotional connection to something that um, where the marketing doesn't feel like like advertising or marketing in the traditional right. sense. So, um, one of their great examples was before the before their show even hit the air, before Westworld even came on the air, they took out advertisements and. Um, and uh, lifestyle magazine, uh, luxury lifestyle magazines oh. and newspapers. And so uh, with um, advertising Westworld as a real place that you could go. So, you know, people who have no idea about the show, they see this thing with these beautiful people and beautiful pictures. And it's like, you know, sign up. Yeah, sign up yeah. to learn about Westworld. It's like, oh, wait, is this real? This looks real. I want to go there. Yeah. And then they sign up and... Um, you know, come to find out, it's like not a real thing, but you know, their you know, that, interest is peaked. That really makes me think about the fact that it's it's creative, but it's also complex and somewhat controversial. You know, we're dealing with all these like fake news yes, and not yes. knowing exactly what's what. And I've attended a couple of AI yep. talks that that cover you know um, the fact that we can model faces now that look almost like real faces. So in the near future, we won't know anything about like what's actually real and what's fake, and, and it's just I don't know. We it, don't have any answers yet, but it, it's it's scary. It is it is scary. It's it's I, I think that's an excellent point and something that we absolutely have to think about for the future because uh, because yeah, I mean, I, heaven forbid, I would hate for uh, something to happen in the Swedish elections oh, yeah. like 
has happened here in the U.S. elections. Yeah, we should say the elections are coming up in September. Ah, yeah. Yes, so I mean, you know, being able to discern, and, and this has been a topic of, of many South by Southwest uh, talks and panel discussions, you know, mm -hmm. the, being able to discern what's real and what's uh, not real um, in the media is uh, something that, that we have to pay attention to, something that that I know Facebook is trying to to tackle and um, you know something if something that we all have to uh, to keep keep at the forefront of our our minds and decisions um, especially um, you know especially corporations uh, you know corporations at the end of the day they have to make money they don't always have to think about uh, ethical decisions, so um, I think it's important that individuals that work for corporations kind of keep these things in mind, you know, so uh, so we don't end up into in some dystopia that, you know, looks like Mad Max or, or something. Or Westworld. Or Westworld, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Mark, for joining our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I um, should, if if uh, there's time, I just would like to say yeah, to sure. the podcast listeners that um, I've been very fortunate working with music and being able to travel all over the world. And one of my favorite places in the world is Stockholm for many reasons, the history, but also the people and that it is such an amazing place for innovation and businesses like like Gather that bring people together and are thinking about the future. And yeah. so... Um, yeah, so thanks for all you do. Glad to hear. And hope to see you gather again in September. Absolutely. I hope <laughs> to be there. Thanks again, Mark. Yes. And enjoy the rest of South by Southwest. And that was the fourth episode of South by Southwest Podden, a podcast that's being recorded at South by Southwest 2018 in Austin. And we will be back very soon with a new episode and that I think will be our fifth episode right on the sixth day of South by Southwest. Bye! Det här programmet görs på Beppo. Beppo.